You're listening to Since He Didn't Ask, where Matthew and Andrew tackle questions you might not be asking, but you might find helpful to answer. Questions about life answered through a biblical lens. Welcome to Since You Didn't Ask. I'm with Andrew, and this is Matthew. And Andrew, um, what we want to talk about today is how much do we care about the author of a worship song? In other words, does it matter who wrote the song and where that person is at in their walk with the Lord theologically, or do we just measure a song purely on the words and content of the song itself? And would we extend this to like authors of books or are we talking just worship songs for now? Um, we could we could do well. Okay, let's I do, stick with worship because the church is singing that. I think yes. it's different. Yeah. yeah, it is different. Okay, we let's can stick with it that. To, okay. to books, but yeah. So how would you? Okay, so how? Yeah, how would we walk through that? Um, I'll take I'll take the easy part and say we want to look at the words for their theological depth, clarity, helpfulness, accuracy, all that. Yes, we do want to do that, but okay. you just completely <laughs> dodged the question <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. Uh, yeah, but okay, so the, the the obvious example is song has great lyrics, it's wonderful, it's deep, it's helpful, it's singable, and the group is from a vastly different theological camp. Is that the example? I mean, yes, so that would be yeah. one example. So yeah. let's just, let, we, we can... In that it's, example... It's, it's just me and you, so we can just, we can name names. Okay, okay, so okay. A Bethel song. Okay, be, yeah, would we sing you, a... What you just described, right? Bethel's a good one, okay. Um, so you have a, you have a Bethel, you have, you have a Bethel song. Let's just assume that it is, it is a purely theologically rich, clear, yeah. good song, but it's written by, it just happens to be written by Bethel. Bethel. Yeah. And I'll give you, I'll give you multiple categories just to make this messy. And then we can, we can talk about it in general. So you have like a Bethel song and then you have, a, um, maybe, um, songs that might come from a source that might not be quite as extreme as Bethel, but would still be very concerning for us and into the camp of what some may still call heretical. Um, so, um, so like Hillsong, Hillsong yeah, would, okay. would fall there. Um, but um, not in the same, I would not put it in the same place as Bethel. And then you have um, songs that are written by people who were once, sound doctrinally mm. and okay. and now have and when they wrote the song they were sound doctrinally and now have shifted and still call themselves Christians but are embracing a form of Christianity that we would not call a Christian okay and then you have the category of somebody who writes a song and when they write the song they are in the place of being a very healthy sound Christian, and now they have completely rejected the faith altogether. Yeah, and okay, I have okay. gotten to another category. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, you know what's funny? Yeah. I just thought of an example that kind of answers it for me. All right. But I don't like my answer. <laughs> I'm not going to stop singing um, Grace Alone. Right. That's the Dustin Kensrue song. Yeah. Dustin's that's, not where we would be very anymore. Rebellious, Andrew. I'm not going to stop <laughs> singing that song. No, I just, the lyrics. So, so okay. So, I'll, I'll tell you my gut feeling on this is, truth is truth is truth. I don't care if the devil wrote it. It's truth. But I would be concerned 
I hate the look on your face because it means you're going to rip me apart. No, it's no, like no. it's like a shark. I'm chumming the water right now. <laughs> I'm saying something dumb and I don't even know it. No, no, I, no. I, 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 I would be concerned about seeing songs in a church setting where there are people there who might not have any idea of the context or the background or anything and see, oh, we sing this Bethel song. Let me go look them up. And then, you know, they get into it and all that. Or I would be concerned about that. Um, yeah, I, I think that that is the fundamental issue um, on this, at least the starting point is what are we communicating to our people? So um, a, a couple of points of clarity that might have gone over some people's head. One, we referenced Dustin Kensrew, who has written some songs that we sing in our church. Um, and so he would fall into the, that last category of people that I was giving examples of, of somebody who wrote the song. And at the time that he wrote, it was very, um, uh, as, as far as we know, committed to following the Lord and has since, as far as I understand, I mean, I, 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 um, as far as I understand, he is um, rejecting the faith as we would define it. I'm um, pretty sure he would still say, I, I follow Christ, I love Christ, but more from a progressive liberal kind of okay I'm, I'm actually not sure exactly okay okay sorry be. sorry so, no that's okay um so um and so yeah grace alone for example is a song that he has written that we sing that is um actually very theologically rich and um there's a lot to appreciate in that song um and so your um you're kind of echoing maybe a little bit in general, not with regard to music, but Paul says in Philippians 1, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, mm-hmm. but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambi- ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of the, the underpinnings of your general argument is I don't care who's saying it and what their motives are as long as Christ is proclaimed in this I'm going to rejoice and then you're putting the caveat but we want to be careful about what our people are going to think exactly so um, this makes for a boring episode because I would agree okay Um, uh, but I I, I might have a spice in there when you're done all right well I, I think that as we get through those different categories of of sources of songs, it gets a little bit more complicated. Okay. Um, so for now, and I reserve the right to change my mind. Um, and I have shifted a bit on this over the, over the years. And some people that I've talked to about this, um, will recognize that. Um, but for now I'm okay with the Dustin Kensrue songs because I do think that they are theologically sound. I think when he wrote them, he was in a, theologically sound place and where he ends up now I don't think that people in our church are going to be confused by that Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not as concerned about that now there's another song that we sang for a lot of years um, called the wonder of the cross Um, have we taken that one out we have we being I have you so I guess we should note that for people who don't know that uh, um, basically I select or approve the music we sing in our church so the wonder of the cross is a song that I really really like but I do put it in a 
different category from what I understand where Dustin Kensrew is in that Vicki Beeching, who wrote the song, has completely redefined Christianity and would want to be embraced as a part of the same kind of Christian that we would be, but we would not. Interesting. We, we, uh, so I, I, I think that Dustin would, even if he might call himself still a Christian, at the very least, because he was in this camp for a while, he understands the, the distinctions and is not mm-hmm. trying to place himself in, under the same tent. That's totally true. Vicki Beeching wants to be included in the same tent. Um, and um, and then, um, I, I, so I'm concerned that people could be exposed to her in other ways and we might be communicating something in our church to say that maybe that's okay where she's at. Interesting. I didn't know anything about that backstory. Um, and then you move to, uh, to the other end, you move to Bethel. And I do think it's possible that some people in that could could take the message that if we sang Bethel songs, um, that um, we are somehow endorsing Bethel in that. I think that that is a concern. So we don't sing Bethel songs. So um, I can just my twist was going to be Hillsong because they're kind of on the. I'm landing on that last because it is the hardest one. Yeah, but. Um, so I would say no on the Bethel songs um, for that reason. And, um, and and I'd make a little bit of a distinction here just because I know there's people listening that um, this will mean something too. But there was a song that we were going to introduce at our church um, uh, called Hymn of Heaven by Phil Wickham. And that's a whole other category. I have some other I don't know much about marginal him. concerns about not as not to the same degree as the others, but I do have some concerns about Phil Wickham in general. But then in digging in to him of heaven a little bit further, it turns out that he collaborated with people from Bethel in writing that song, and Bethel's name is on the song as well. Mm-hmm. And so we vetoed that song out of wisdom of saying, what I hope is wisdom, of saying we want to be careful about what we're communicating. Now, Hymn of Heaven seems to be a, a, a really nice good song and I know a lot of people actually really like it I would I would communicate to those people um, I don't have any concern about you singing hymn of heaven at the top of your lungs in your car as you're driving down the freeway Um, that's between you and the Lord and I'm hoping that you are making a distinction between sources and what the words are that you're actually singing and trust you to do that for yourself. But that's a different place than what we do as a church and right. what we're putting our, our stamp of approval on. So I draw that I draw that distinction. And then jumping to Hillsong, um, Hillsong is, is, a, is a tough one. Um, I am uncomfortable with Hillsong in general. Um, and increasingly so, I think Hillsong has moved um, a little yeah. bit over over recent years, whereas in the past they were not um, quite as concerning as they are now. I think they've always had concerns, but it, the concerns are greater now. And there's also a difference between Hillsong in America versus Australia versus the UK mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the and the the soundness of those. So it's it's a little bit more muddied there. We at Grace we have a handful of Hillsong songs that are kind of legacy songs and that we continue to sing and are, are a part of the rotation, not that we would do a lot of. And my response is, um, I don't have enough of concern to say we're going to immediately stop singing those songs. We're probably not going to be adding Hillsong songs. I'm not going to yeah. say that definitively. It de- uh, 
I could be talked into one, but the, the, the source is a concern more for me today than it has been in the past. Interesting. Yeah. Um, because of that message, I think Hillsong, I, I, I'm, I'm very concerned about sending the message to our, our people that everything you hear coming out of Hillsong is okay. And, and so that would, that would probably position me to not approve those, those, their songs going forward. And then the reality is we have enough good songs that are coming out from other good sources that the reality is those, even the legacy Hillsong songs will probably be phased out over time. And it's one of the blessings of this era. Um, Do you have any issue singing a song where there's a certain lyric that like you interpret the theology of it your way and you know they interpret it differently and they mean something that you totally don't agree with? Would you, are you okay with that? How deep the father's love. <laughs> Maybe that one. I actually, there's, there's a couple, but yeah, like, All right, so for people who don't, uh, who don't, um, <laughs> know, um, how deep the father's love has a line in it that says the father turned his face away, referring to Jesus at the cross. And it seems to imply a split within the Trinity, which, um, you know, there was obviously never, the Trinity was never, it was never a... It's mildly problematic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so you could take that that line, somebody could, could take that line and say, that's, um, that's pro- that is problematic because it seems to imply uh, a heretical teaching. On the other hand, the father turned his face away in the midst of what is a very poetic description of what happened at the cross and using that to imply Jesus bearing the wrath of uh, my sin. Um, I can understand that in, 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 in a, um, in a healthy way. Um, and honestly, I'm not generally concerned that most people in our church, if they were singing that song, yeah, they're not they gonna going be thinking, to be jumping to that yeah, conclusion. Yeah. They're going to be thinking more about what the actual intention is of the, of the lyric. I was thinking more. So that's one where like it could go either way. There's different. But I was thinking like a um, Hillsong. I don't know their theology exactly, but like a Bethel who's saying say they're singing a lyric about like God's kingdom coming or something like that, where we know their theology of the kingdom is going to look way vastly different than how we're going to understand that. Um, yeah. And that's where on, on for, for a Bethel um, song, that's pretty straightforward. That's your issue. Yeah. Say, yeah. No, I, that, yeah. There's a lot of things that somebody could be singing that song and 80% of our church could be like, Oh yeah, we, we mean it this way and not even know that Bethel means it another way or whatever. Right. 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 But then there could, but there's, there's always people that are like, Oh, this is a great song. I'm going to go get that album and I'm going to listen to all the songs in this album and there's other stuff. And then I'm going to listen to Bethel teaching and Oh, right. that's interesting. And now right. all of a sudden we have people that are, we don't want to lead people into right. confusion. Yeah. So well, I think what it just comes down to is um, what we sing is really important. Um, I've said this, in, I think in other episodes that I worry about, what we sing because it programs our brains and our hearts in different ways than any other medium of communication. So we want to sing good Christ exalting doctrinally sound songs. Um, and we just want to take it maybe one step further and just be really careful about what it is that we're communicating to our congregation by what we approve of when, when we sing it. All right. Well, thank you, Matthew. We hope that was helpful to you all and we'll see you next episode. These are-